Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 536 and Boston on Rock 102. Going to be a really nice next couple of days. Uh, sunny and a high of 61 today, high of 63 tomorrow, and a high of 60 for Wednesday. It's 31 right now in downtown Springfield. I can't for say uh, 100% for sure, but I believe Scott Cohen went to the, uh, the game yesterday in uh, North Carolina. So I think... He'll be on the phone with us later on today. Our, our sideline reporter, Scott Cohen. Yeah. Uh, I think that's how it's going to work out. I like it. I like it a lot. <laughs> Just because he doesn't have to be here physically? Yes, actually. That's, that's really the only reason why. There's that and a lot of other stuff this morning, too. It's 537 on Rock 102. GG Inks, screen printing and embroidery. They print their shirt on your back. Heck, they make the Rock 102 shirts that we wear and give out to you at events. Find them online at ggings.com. ggings.com. Courage, valor, bravery. While there are many words to describe the character of a veteran, no words can thank our veterans enough for their sacrifice. So McDonald's is saying thanks the best way we know how. On Veterans Day, come in for a breakfast sandwich with hash browns and a medium coffee. Free breakfast. That's how we say thank you. Only available at participating McDonald's must show proof of service. Not available with mobile order and pay or McDelivery. WAQI is looking for organizations that regularly distribute information about employment opportunities to job applicants or have job applicants to refer. If your organization would like to receive notification of job vacancies at our station, please mail your request to WAQI 45 Fisher Avenue, East Longmeadow, Massachusetts 01028 or email us at jobs at rock102.com. WAQI is an equal opportunity employer. Attention New England. Leah Toyota Wilbraham is the area's leader in pre-owned and certified pre-owned Toyotas. Choose from hundreds of RAV4s, Camrys, Highlanders, Tacomas, and more. At Leah Toyota Wilbraham, we also carry all makes and models, foreign domestic cars trucks and sport utility vehicles and as always instant credit approval is only a click away all credit applications will be accepted everyone drives at leah toyota wilbraham 2145 boston road or 24 7 at leahtoyotawilbraham.com Pioneer Valley Concrete Services is the leading concrete construction firm in Western Mass, specializing in all forms of concrete-related construction. They're actively seeking craftsmen with related field experience and those looking to learn. For more information, please visit PioneerValleyConcrete.com. Baxton O'Brien in the morning. Great classic rock all day on Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock.
102.
Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 551 and Guns N' Roses on Rock 102. Nice day today and tomorrow. High is 61 and sunny at tomorrow, 63 for a high. It's 31 in downtown Springfield. Hey, Steve, what do you say we get into some Hollywood trash? Oh, man, I uh, went and saw Travis Scott over the weekend. Where were your seats? Uh, there was none, and uh, he crushed it. Seriously. <sighs> Eight people. Eight people died during Travis Scott's Astro World Festival in Houston on Friday night after the crowd unexpectedly surged toward the stage. The victims range in age from 14 to 27. In addition, 25 people were hospitalized with injuries and hundreds were treated at the scene. There were about 50,000 people at the show. It was supposed to be a two-day event, but obviously Saturday's activities were canceled. Was this a, um, like a general admission type of thing again? I believe it is. Like, you buy the ticket, and then have, you can just fill up. Have we not learned our lesson with that? No, we I mean, we've, we've seen that time and time again. Yeah, but it's all about the bottom line. When you talk about these major companies, uh, they're like, you know what? Uh, this guy could bring in that many people. Let's just sell that many tickets. Well, well that would be fine, but yeah. you got to give them a place to sit down. Otherwise, this is what happens. Yeah. You have you know kids crushing the stage, you know, rushing the stage, and people get trampled and, and killed. This is not the first or the last time it happens. You know, and when you used to hear about, like, something like this, uh, you, you would just see, you could hear about how tragic the event was. But now with everybody's with personal videos and things like that, I saw some videos over the weekend that were very disturbing of people being crushed and not being in a pile of people not being able to get out. I mean, you think most of the people that were hospitalized, yeah, or like, I don't know what most, but a very, very large number of them uh, were hospitalized because of heart attacks, because of the of the fear yeah. and the inability to move and to breathe. Yeah, panicking uh, is, Horrible. A, is a huge thing of that. Authorities haven't figured out yet what caused the stampede. I'm guessing it's Travis Scott, though, because he did say, all right, uh, after this ambulance gets through, I want you to rock this place. Yeah. Yeah, no, I don't think he helped himself. Uh, some people think there could have been drugs spiking there. There are reports that some people in the cloud were, crowd were injecting unexpected concert goers with drugs in the area where the surge first began. A security guard was even pricked in the neck and passed out and had to be revived with Narcan. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, but that uh, probably wouldn't explain tens of thousands of people rushing towards the stage, you know, all at once. Yeah. Uh, Listen, no concert is worth dying over, ever. Yeah. I don't care who it is. Travis tweeted that he was absolutely devastated, and in a video on his Instagram story, he added, quote, you know, my fans, my fans really mean the world to me, and I'll always just really want to leave them with a positive experience, I except for this one, of course. Yeah, this one's this one's not as positive. Uh, he goes, anytime I can make out anything that's going on, I stop the show and I help them get the help they need. I could just never imagine the severity of the situation. But there were people who tried to climb the, uh, tried to sound the alarm. The two people actually climbed a ladder to get a, to a cameraman and begged him to do something. Well, what's the, I mean, a cameraman what's the camera guy going to do? Uh, one of them was even shouting that someone was dead, but he didn't listen. Someone also posted a video of Travis seeing an ambulance trying to make its way through the crowd. This is what I was talking about. Stopping for a few seconds, then resuming the show and then telling the crowd, make this mother effing ground shake. And shake they did. Yeah, well, 
Make sure no one's on the ground while you're trying to make it shake. There's also videos of fans chanting, stop the show, as well as a clip that appears to show Travis actually looking down at paramedics trying to resuscitate somebody and then ignoring it. A report by the Houston Chronicle says that Live Nation made the call to shut the show down after multiple people collapsed around 9.38 p.m., but Travis kept on playing and ended his set around 10.15. You know, this guy, uh, I'm looking back at some of the stuff he's done in previous crowds. There's a guy who has sued him for... Uh, he, he, was encur- he was encouraging this guy to fall. <laughs> this kid had climbed up to the top of this like scaffolding thing. Right. And then you can hear Travis in the background going... Just fall, man. Just fall. Like, like he's just uh, encouraging this guy. And, of course, the guy is now suing him because, uh, you know, he was, the guy was probably hopped up on drugs or something. I saw, I saw another video where, <clears throat> and it's, it's not this show, it's another show, where uh, Travis is inciting the crowd to kick the living crap out of another guy in the crowd yeah. because of, of his behavior. So, I mean, it's, it's not... It's not unheard of that he's incited his, you know, incited his crowd to behave violently. I mean, if if a guy is acting like a moron, you you motion to security to get rid of the guy. You don't tell the fans around him to beat the living snot out of him. Well, hey, uh, Travis seems like a pretty reasonable guy. Well, maybe uh, he is, but uh, not when he's on stage. He's like a different. He's like a different person. The other report I heard on uh, Fox News this morning, driving in, was uh, that they that he's like Travis is somehow has his personal relationship with the head of the sheriff's department in that particular jurisdiction. Right. And uh, the sheriff said to him, hey, I'm worried about the crowd. Like, you need to, you know, not not do anything stupid. You know, if uh, Nick Kochi, and we're friends with Nick, if uh-huh. he came to us and said, hey, I don't want you guys to do anything stupid, I'd probably do what he said. Well, then he, he shouldn't have hired us to begin with because we're going to do something stupid to begin anyway. Yeah, well, Nick knows better people than us. Well, I mean, he kind of learned his lesson not to have me do anything when I hosted his uh, <laughs> initial election campaign party. Nah, that was uh, a mistake. Where I, I said a few things that might have been a little uncouth. Well, Steve, you have a reputation. Uh, let's see. Uh, at a uh, COP at the COP26 climate and summit in uh, Scotland last week, President Biden talked about cutting emissions, but then he increased his own personal emissions while making small talk with Camilla Parker Bowles. A so-called source says he ripped one during their chat, and it was a healthy one. Quote, it was a long and loud and impossible to ignore, and Camilla has not stopped talking about it. I wouldn't stop talking about it either. Hey, uh... <laughs> You know, if any president were to, to rip one in front of my face, it'd be the biggest story I'd ever I'd ever tell. I just, I've already told you the story about Joe Biden coming out of the bathroom at the log cabin, yeah. wiping his mouth. Yeah. Who does that walking out of a bathroom? Well, he's got stuff to do. He's got yeah, stuff to wipe know. off. Listen, I don't know. But it's like, uh, you know, we're running a geriatric service here. Who's this cherry guy? I, I just I, I I picture him like Frank Drebin in Police Squad, where he went into the bathroom <laughs> with the microphone on and had that really long <laughs> urination, and then lets out that. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, and that's your Hollywood trash on Rock 102. Oh yeah. Give yourself the gift of a new car. We've transformed. 
And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Outdoor Power Headquarters, Steel, Ego, and Craftsman, Rocky's Outdoor Power Trifecta. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Hey, let's be frank. Nothing's fun about getting publicly humiliated by a much better team in front of your hometown crowd of 74,000 people at Bank of America Stadium. I certainly wouldn't want to be in that position. Thankfully, I've never been around that many people, so I think I'm in the clear. Nevertheless, when you're playing on a team that has the misfortune of facing the New England Patriots, it's very easy to confuse the humiliation of a humbling defeat without feeling as though that loss must have come at the hands of dirty play. Yesterday, the Carolina Panthers, as they were being handed a 24-6 point loss, were under the impression that Patriots rookie quarterback sensation Mac Jones acted in an unsportsmanlike fashion when he grabbed onto the ankle of Panthers defensive end Brian Burns following a strip sack in the first quarter. Following the game, Carolina linebacker Hassan Reddick claimed that he felt Mac Jones made a dirty play and that the league should investigate that because in his mind, it was an illegal hold. This alleged hold, if you want to call it that, forced Burns off the field until the fourth quarter when he got back into the game and then injured the same ankle a second time. Now, obviously, everybody loves associating the Patriots with unsportsmanlike plays, running up scores, deflating footballs, taking sideline video of stuff they're not supposed to see. You know, all the stuff that's led to the Patriots winning 11 conference championships and six Super Bowl titles. But at the end of the day, Mac Jones grabbing a dude's ankle isn't the reason why the Carolina Panthers lost that game. They lost because they flat out got outplayed, especially by the Patriots' defense. Or are you going to accuse somebody of tugging on Sam Darnold when he popped all three of those interceptions? Listen, don't be a crybaby. Mac Jones was simply doing what he was supposed to do, which was to stop a guy when no one was really looking. If that's dirty football, then I'd like to see how they react when the Patriots actually do something that they wouldn't do. Now, that's something I'd like to see, because that is what professional football is really all about. But hey, and if I'm my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, you know whenever you see a crew taking down a tree, If you notice, the chainsaws are almost always using steel chainsaws. The Benchmark Chainsaw is a steel train expert at every Rocky's Ace Hardware for chainsaw service and repairs, information, and advice. You're going to find it at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my... Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 611 and Skinnerd on Rock 102. Mostly sunny today with a high of 61. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 63. It's 31 in downtown Springfield. Under the impression that Scott Cohen will be talking to us over the phone uh, mm-hmm. today. I believe he was in Carolina yesterday to watch the Patriots game. So we'll be talking to him about that, assuming that he calls and isn't at an airport, getting on a plane. He didn't tell us he was leaving. So He never, um, he never does. No. So there's uh, there's that. And uh, also, maybe later on this morning, uh, the Bright Nights Ball is coming up this weekend, and I want to talk about uh, I want to talk about that. Okay, because we we probably should because this is your first one, right? It'll be my uh, I'll be breaking the Bright Nights cherry there, tree. See, that's exactly it. Cherry I, tree. Think I we need to talk. It? Think we need to talk this true. Oh yeah, we yeah. should. We yeah, should. I can't make should. jokes like that at dinner, can I? Uh, no. Well, you, at dinner, yes. Yeah. If we're uh, if we're auctioning off things, then the answer would be no. Can I put spoons over my eyes so I look like an alien glasses? Yeah, yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll, we'll get to that later. Anywho, uh, so I had a uh, I, I threw a ten year old's birthday party over the weekend. Did you know these children? 
No, I had no idea who they were. I just said, "Hey, uh, I'm having a ten year old's birthday party. Any ten year olds want to show up?" I mean, you I can. just, I mean, I've, uh, I don't know what kind of things you're doing in your spare time. Uh, you know, when we used to do these things uh, when the kids were younger, uh, you know, there was uh, everybody did thing in, uh, did things in unison, and uh, we had a great time. We played party games, sure. and things like that. So, uh, you know, I have realized at this point in my life that uh, setting up all this stuff is worthless because the kids don't really even care that you did it anymore. You know, we're getting to that age where it's like, meh, whatever. I'm not going to put I was at a party uh, not that long ago where someone had gotten uh, pony rides, a bouncy house, and fire trucks showed up. Uh-huh. And, you know, uh, the adults were like, oh, man, look at the fire truck. That's cool because they got the siren going and everything. Yeah. Kids didn't even pay attention to it. Meant nothing to them. Nothing. Nothing to them. Yeah. They, and I'm not even sure the ponies got all that much that much action. They just want to be in the bouncy house, and that was it. Did the uh, we did the bounce house one time, and that was like we're not doing this again. I had the same problem. I thought, had... the, I thought that this, this on in, on paper it sounds like such a great thing for the kids, mm-hmm. but somebody always gets a like a, a foot in the face. Someone yeah. always gets hurt. Someone always gets so over sweaty and over hot. It wasn't even about that. It was the setup of the whole damn thing. It was just like, you know, because this was one of these, hey, uh, Steve's going to save some money by the do-it-yourself bounce house, yeah. not the have the guy come out. So uh, you got this bounce house in the back of a pickup truck and, uh, you know, trying to unload it and then having to call the guy for troubleshooting advice. Throughout were, the whole were thing. you also responsible for taking it down yes. too? That's, yes, to me, that's actually worse Take, than setting it up. Yeah, because you can't. It's like uh, it's like you ever try to roll up an air mattress back in the yeah. thing. This well, is much bigger. Try to roll up an air mattress that's about a thousand pounds. But I uh, I set up like uh, the last time I, I had a, a party. I I set up all these tents. I had all these pop up tents that I set up in the backyard, mm-hmm. and uh, nobody used them. Not one person used any of the chairs. Granted, it was raining that particular weekend. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I was like, okay, why did I waste my time setting all this up? Well, the same thing happens over the weekend. My uh, my daughter said I said, she, she wanted a spooky-themed Halloween party because her birthday's so close to Halloween. Sure. And, of course, there was a ton of stuff going on Halloween weekend, so it was better to have it this week, this past weekend. And uh, so I go out, and I said, you know what? I'm not going to set up. Uh, I'm only going to set up one table, which uh, they only used once for the singing of the happy birthday. Sure. And then uh, I set up the barn like a disco. Like, this is the cool thing about having your dad as a DJ. He's got all this cool equipment to to make it like a, you know, I had lights going on. Yeah. I had spooky. Th- and you got a decor- barn. It's, it's like you're. It's like a suburban uh, area, studio fifty four. Exactly, and it, it looked like a spooky disco. It was really cool. It had spooky music playing, like uh, like John Denver and uh, Ann Murray. Like those are really really scary people. <laughs> they really are. Yeah, uh, Dad, this is not spooky. Have you ever listened to Snowbird? Listen, she's Canadian. Yeah. You can't trust any of those people. None of them. Uh, so we go. You know, nobody is utilizing any of this stuff. And I'm just standing there going, really? Really? And where are all you children? (sighs) Oh, that's right. You're not outside where I wanted you Mm -hmm. to corral. You are all packed into one bedroom upstairs in my house. (laughs) Gossiping about God knows what. I I don't know what the age is. You said she's 10, right? I don't... I don't know what the age is, but there's something about 
your desire to throw a great party yeah. and their desire to do the things they want to do at a party. There's yeah. there there becomes this uh, divide uh, at a certain age where they say, "Yeah, all that stuff is cute, but I'm ten. I don't need kids stuff anymore. I'm yeah, well, ten. But yeah, there's a there's a portion of that where she does want the kids stuff, but then there's a portion about it where she's trying to like fit in with the older kids and the you know the, like that whole social aspect of it. So. You know, because every kid is at a different maturity level. Sure. And uh, there are some kids who still, you know, at that age, still want to have the the princessy type of birthday party. And the and then, but they're you know, you're on that verge where, no, I want this a little bit cooler. Yeah. Like, because the eleven year olds in this party yeah. think that's stupid. I'm gonna go around and open all the soda cans and then just leave them everywhere. <laughs> that's a good party. So uh, so. Uh, Allie, or Allie, dad has to go around and pick all that stuff up at the end of the night. Yeah, that's, Man, awesome. that's funny. That's good. So uh, we, so we go, uh, you know, we do this the, the whole party thing. I, I actually got uh, some food. I got because uh, I like to let other people do the legwork. That's you smart. Know? I got, uh, I got a tray of uh, of uh, eggplant parmesan. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Where yeah. did you get that? From AC Produce. In, in on Main Street in Springfield. Oh, you talked about that. I did talk about that, and I, I went. I, I I had no idea that they did they did provisional type of foods like they have sandwiches and and all kinds of hot foods. I I honestly thought it was just a produce place. Yeah, and, and uh, it was delicious. Really, it's like it's. I can't tell you how good it is, and I'm not trying to like you know grease the uh, the wheels of this place because uh, we have no connection with them whatsoever. But I have to say it was a very smart choice because again, I didn't have to cook anything. All I had to do was throw it in the oven. Oh, that's the best way. And yeah, it, that really is the best way. And it, and it comes out uh, you know fantastic. And I made instant pot mac and cheese. How was that? That was pretty awesome. Well, see, I've, they, done, I've done this before. Uh-huh. It's really easy to do. See, now you're doing it the right way, you know, because uh, there used to be a time when uh, we would throw parties for the kids, and uh, I'd be uh, I'd be the only one cooking, yeah. and it would take me two or three days to get everything ready yeah. for something that would last maybe like five minutes that's, of a two yeah. or two or three hour party. Yeah, that's how that's how I felt about this. Yeah. So I mean, at some point, you just say, "Hey, why am I doing all of this?" When these guys do it professionally, and I don't have to worry about it. Yeah, and uh, they did. Uh, I got the trays, and then the mac and cheese is easy to make. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Six cups of cheese in that. Six cups. Yeah, it's really easy. You take like chicken. You take the noodles. Yeah. Uh, I just doubled up the recipe. Sure. So uh, you take the noodles, and then you, you you put them all in the instant pot. Right. And then you pour like. I think it was four cups of broth. Okay. It's, it's like it, it's enough to cover all the noodles. And then you can put like garlic powder and onion powder and butter and all that stuff in there. And then you close it and you set it for five minutes. And then once it's done, you release the steam and you have perfectly cooked noodles in butter and garlic oil and, and all that other In good five stuff. minutes. In five minutes. It probably takes about a half an hour for the thing to heat up and then finally cook yeah. the noodles and but that's but that's back. better than sweating over something for like six hours. Yeah. For along like five people to enjoy it, and then you uh, you mix in a cup of cream. Oh yeah, okay. With six cups of cheese oh, of your choice. God damn it! That's so fantastic. I used a smoked gouda and a Tex Mex mixed. Ah, look at it you! Was awesome. Wow. See, I'm telling you, I'm like a, I'm like a little. Uh, I got an Instapot. I don't use it enough. 
I just, uh, I just, again, uh, the real issue here is not of all the food and everything, because that went perfectly. It's the idea that nobody utilizes the things that you, that I put out for people to utilize. As you get older, and as the, actually as these kids get older, um, you're not going to have to worry about setting up a disco in the barn. You're not going to have to worry about a bounce house or pony rides or any of the other little uh, you know, doodads the parents do to make their children happy. Mm-hmm. Because what you discover is kids don't really care about any of that stuff. No, they don't. They want their presence, and they want their friends. Yeah. That's it. That was the first thing my uh, daughter says to me when everybody starts showing up. Can I open the presents now? I'm like, no. We haven't even had uh, eggplant parmesan. Yeah. We haven't even had... Uh, we haven't had any of this. See, stuff. this this is what I'm talking about. You know, we 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 pour our heart and soul into these parties for these kids, and what? A, yeah. And 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 where's the gratitude? Any kid come up to you uh, on the other day and say, "Hey, Dad, thanks for throwing a great party." No. Uh, yeah. See, I'm getting that. Most of them were forced by their parents to say thank you as they uh, were leaving. The kids. Uh, my kid was just like, "What am I going to get for my actual birthday?" <laughs> <laughs> So so much for all the effort that you poured in, effort and expense, Dad. But yeah. you know, what's what's when's the good stuff actually yeah, coming? When, when is this re? When is this thing really gonna to pick up steam and take off for my super cele- birthday celebration? <laughs> <laughs> and through an 18th, uh, uh, what what I'm trying to remember the last time. I, oh, I threw a graduation party for uh, for Liza when she graduated high school. Yeah, and uh, I had Theodore's bring the food. Right, and and they delivered it. And, and everything like that. Yeah. But my God, that was the way to do it. Yeah. Because it was like no effort, and all the yeah. and all the leftovers were mine. Here's the thing: when you have somebody else doing the food, all you got to do is set up some lawn chairs, and you're good to go. That's it. And put out some drinks, maybe. And if you have the kids bring their own, you have that's even less than you have to do. That's true. There hey, you hey, go. you know what? It's a potluck birthday party. You're, you're bringing the, the green bean casserole. We should just do that. That yeah. would be the next, like, a Friendsgiving type of birthday. Perfect. All right. Why let's should, do it. Why should you go through all this needless uh, effort and expense? I, sh- I shouldn't have to. No, you I shouldn't. shouldn't have to at all. Not at your age. Not at their age. They're at that point. Yep. Now time to start to, to divvy things up. Oh, I'm divvying all right. Divvy away, my friend. It's 623 on Rock 102. Here we go. Marty being Marty. You equal housing lender. It's just about 627 with Bax and O'Brien and Steve Nagel and Rock 102. Going to be a nice couple days, mostly sunny today and tomorrow. 61 today, 63 tomorrow. It's 31 in downtown Springfield. Uh, Scott Cohen, hopefully joining us after 7 o'clock. I've never said those words before in my life. Well, hopefully that he'll be joining hopefully us. that Scott Cohen will be joining us. I've never I've right. never said his name with so much anticipation. We could muddle through without him. It doesn't really matter. Uh, we can talk about the Patriots game just as well as would be if we were talking about Scott Cohen. But did you watch it? Uh, I did not see because <laughs> That's a, well, I can't always. Well, there was stuff going on. He has either right. There was stuff going on yesterday afternoon. I don't have time for all this stuff. No, of course you're you're busy. Just yeah. uh, I just watch the highlights and uh, and the, keep the score on Google. Yeah, well, uh, <laughs> I, I did that with the Packer game yesterday afternoon. Oh, uh, that was a bad move. It was. No, actually, it was probably for the best that I didn't actually watch it. Right. Yeah. Uh, with that, let's laugh. Tell me. Tell me what's fun. It's Bax and O'Brien's joke of the day. Well, it's nice to find a fellow with a keen sense of humor. On Rock 102. Oh, my God. That is hilarious. Springfield's classic rock. So a frog walks into a bank to get some money. 
a frog in a bank. Yeah. He okay. sits down at the window and is greeted by the teller. And she says, hello, my name is Patricia Mack, and I'll be your teller today. How can I help you? She says, well, says the frog, I need a loan of $40,000. It's a lot for a frog. It is a lot for a frog. And she says, well, do you have any collateral? And he goes, well, I have this. And he sets a small porcelain figure of a cow on the countertop, right? Okay. And then uh, she goes, I can't take that as collateral. And then he says, well, does it help that my dad is Mick Jagger? She says, no. And he goes, please, I really need the money. This frog is desperate. Sure. 40 grand. She goes, let me ask the bank manager. So the teller goes up, goes to fetch the bank manager. When they return, she explains that the frog is asking for $40,000 and can only offer this small porcelain cow in exchange. And she goes, I don't even know what the, this cow is. And the manager looks at it, looks at her, looks at the frog, then looks back at her and says, it's a knick-knack, Patty Mac. Give the frog alone. His old man's a rolling stone. Yeah, you see? It's a long way to get there, but we finally did it. Oh, it was worth the ride. It's like Thelma and Louise going off the cliff. <laughs> Booyah! 633 with Bax and O'Brien to Rock 102. It's time for news, and here is filling in, filling in for nobody today is Steve Nagel. Oh, I'm, filming, I'm filling in for everybody. Yeah, that's right. Uh, thanks, Bax. An individual was taken into custody on Saturday following multiple charges in Granville. According to the Granville Police Department, police were conducting a traffic stop for an equipment violation just before 6.30 p.m. You got all your equipment in check? Oh, yeah. No, everything is uh, right where it needs to be. During the stop, uh, narcotics and other violations were discovered. The driver of the vehicle was charged with uh, narcotics possession and under the influence and yada, yada, yada. And just yada, yada, know the best part. No, I mentioned the uh, the drug addiction and drug trafficking. Well, there um, you go. But anyway, he was uh, held in the Ham- Ham- Hamden County House of Corrections for over the weekend. See, that's the thing. You get arrested on a Friday or Saturday, yeah, you have to spend the whole weekend in jail before your arraignment. Ain't that a kick in the head? I know. And now on a three-day weekend, you get it. You get it even worse. Yeah. You know so, what I mean? Uh, if you get arrested, let's say this Thursday night, you ain't gonna see a judge until Monday morning because of Veterans Day. See, that's yeah. what I'm talking about. You got to you got to really pick your spots when it comes to breaking the law. Two men were arrested uh, during an undercover police operation targeting people who sought to engage in and pay for sex acts with minors. 29-year-old Jonathan Cruz of Springfield and 59-year-old Manuel Fiera of Indian Orchard were arrested Thursday night at a West Springfield hotel after responding to an online advertisement offering sex acts with a teenager for money. Both men are charged with trafficking of a person under 18 for sexual servitude and electronic enticement of a child under 18 to engage in prostitution, members of the West Springfield Police Department, as well as other law enforcement agencies, uh, participated in this sting. This is another example of excellent teamwork between our local, state, and federal partners. Any person who preys on children is a danger to our com- community. Uh, when we share resources, we're able to conduct operations such as this uh, that ultimately uh, protect someone's child. That's according to Commissioner Cheryl Claproot. Uh, yeah, uh, they. Did it, they were responding to some online advertisement? You would think uh, that. Hey, uh, would you like to have sex with a minor? Come to this hotel. Okay. You know, it's kind of like uh, back when you know Craigslist was having a problem, and I forgot about the yeah. other the, the name of that other website that was shut down. Um, Backpage. Backpage. Yeah. Thank you. It's kind of like that. 
you know, if if you're putting an ad on those on on those websites, yeah, and it states emphatically something that is patently illegal. Well, is it isn't it the responsibility of the website to block that ad and and uh, and to and to maybe you know you know block the user? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, it should be, but you've got to remember that these places get so big that they can't police everything, and you can only set your algorithms to pick up certain things. And people get around those algorithms by maybe spelling words with an at symbol or, mm. you know, to get around the fact that you're doing something shady as F. I guess. But then again, um, you know, who are the dudes that are calling these ads to? You know, who, who are these uh, these well, uh, pathetic people? Well, two pathetic people who are now in jail. Thank thank. Thank you very much, task force people. Yeah. So here's a so here's a little red flag. If you're a pervert, see, and you see an ad that uh, suggests that, there's a very good chance they're going to catch up with you, and you'll get caught. See, let them get caught, though. You know, just let them. I know. I'm just I'm just trying to uh, to interrupt the the uh, the supply and demand chain of uh, of action here. Yeah, gotcha. you know what I mean. Yeah, I got you. Be like if I said uh, I'm selling a stolen vehicle. You know, it's like someone should flag that or uh, not respond to it if it says this car was stolen. You got to park it like it's hot, park it like it's hot, park it like it's hot. <laughs> yes, exactly. A uh, man is in the hospital after being shot multiple times in Holyoke Friday evening, according to Captain Matthew Moriarty. Officers responded to shots fired at the Racing Mart gas station located on Franklin West Franklin Street around 6 p.m. Friday. When they arrived, police found a man suffering from multiple gunshot wounds. The victim was taken to a hospital. His condition is unknown at this time. Holyoke police said that no one has been arrested at this time, and the investigation is ongoing. Anyone with information is asked to call the Criminal Investigation Bureau at the Holyoke Police, uh, and you can do that and, and leave your tip. I was I was in Holyoke Friday night. Doing uh, what? Very close to this, and I had no idea that this even happened around this time. Think of what would happen if you were there. I went to... Uh, you want to be able to thwart this whole thing. I went to this place called Amadeo's. You ever hear of that? No. Oh, you got to go, my friend. Amadeo's? Amadeo's. It's a, it's an Italian restaurant, and uh, it was uh, it was pretty, pretty damn good. It's right before you go over the bridge into the falls in South Hadley. Really? Yeah, on that main street. I haven't uh, been, side. I honestly have not been there in years. And I used to go to that neighborhood all the time for the Falls Pub, which was across the way. Right. Yeah. Uh, but uh, this place was a very good. Amadeo's on Bridge Street, huh? Yeah, Bridge Street, yeah. I mean, I'm going to take a look at this menu. This looks, uh, this is like right up my, uh, right up my chute here. Yeah. Look at that. So uh, I had, we, we had a, we had a great, uh, we had a great waiter who was very colorful, you know, uh -huh. was like good. Uh, Doing little antics and things like that, and just kinda... like, like like was he uh, like juggling meatballs and stuff? No, but like you know how I look like I'm gonna kick somebody's ass when I walk in someplace. Yeah, because like, I got that look on my face. Yeah, like, uh, I don't I don't want to take any of your crap. Um, I have the 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 male version of resting bitch face. You do yeah. actually. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, this guy like you know puts his fingers on his cheeks when he sees me and like. Points them up to smile and points at me and then points up to smile like you should be smiling. Yeah, wait till like, you wait till you try something on the menu. Yeah. That'll turn your so, frown upside down. So then uh, you know we he goes through the specials and then he goes, he's he's showing me all the specials and he, they got this little 
insert for the menu. And then uh, he's explaining what each one of them are, and then he's I see a jambalaya. Oh, I like a I like a good jambalaya. Okay. And uh, and then he uh, I I said to him, "Is it spicy?" And he goes, eh, "It's a little spicy." And I'm like, "Why don't you kick it up a notch, right?" <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So then they bring me this uh, this jambalaya, right? Yeah. Uh, I was dying. It was so hot. It was. Here's the thing. I like really good tasting food, which this was, with spicy, you know, like spicy. Sure. But this was a little too spicy, you know. And then my girlfriend was like, you asked a Latino guy to kick it up a notch. <laughs> <laughs> all I, all I can imagine is like, well, uh, like those, you know, those Ren and Stimpy cartoons where, uh, you, know, you know, Ren has something really hot yeah. and his eyes bug out and flames but, are shooting out of his mouth. But this isn't a stereotyping thing. There are cultures out there who like, who typically eat spicy food sure. on the regular. So they're probably used to it. Whereas, uh, Poor Irish potato eating guy like myself, you know. <laughs> uh, you weren't prepared not, for I that, were you? I was not prepared for that. Yeah, and uh, and uh, it was a little a little hot, uh, but it didn't make me eat a lot at once. I wound up taking it home, and then the next day uh, heating it up in the microwave uh, with a giant stick of butter. To cut down on the spice Good for you and the thing, and I was like, "Wow, this is absolutely so delicious!" Yeah, right. Uh, but yeah, very, very good place. I, it, one of, it's, it's been there. For, so apparently, it's been there forever. I didn't even know. I didn't so even I was, know. I didn't even know either. And that's the thing. It's like you know, I've lived around here for uh, twenty-five years now in this area in yeah. Western Mass, and I still haven't been to. Like it's funny how you just create a routine of the places you go to. Yeah, the funny thing is, how t how often do you wind up driving past a place and never go in, and then one day you go and you find out uh, that it's like the best place around, and oh, yeah. and you discover it like two weeks after it shuts down. Yeah. How often does that happen? Oh, that, that, that happened that all the time to me. That happened. Uh, I can't remember what the restaurant was that recently closed. And I had never been in there. I can't remember what it was. Oh, it wasn't recently. It was like within the last like six or seven years. It was Monte Carlo over in West Springfield. I always wanted to go there. Never went to the Monte Carlo. And I'm like, oh yeah, I'll uh, I'll I'll go eventually. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden they're like, yep, sorry, we're retiring after X amount of years in this business. And I'm like, man, I should have went. It's like Lido's. I never went to Lido's, and I told the story a million times. Yeah. I probably had three hundred hours in gift cards to Lido's. I never ever went there. I went to Lido's, and I I remember Lido's not only because the food was good, but then that they served French fries with everything. Everything came with French fries. So it should be in every restaurant. Yeah, chicken parmesan with French fries. Nothing wrong with that. No, I mean you could have gotten pasta with it, but the main thing was always French fries. I just thought that was. Odd, I guess. I don't know. Like it's just out of place. Well, if you go to like a Portuguese restaurant, you're going to get rice and fries because you can't have one without the other. It's because the Portuguese don't know what they're doing. Oh, don't you start oh, with me! I'll yeah, come right over yeah, there. I'll yeah, slap you yeah. with, up the head with a, with my, one of my shoes. Actually, my favorite Portuguese dish is those potatoes, and I could never make them myself. I've tried many times with the paprika. They're like. They're like yeah, little balls, they're and they're crispy oh, on yeah. the outside, and they're oh, nice yeah. and creamy on the inside. Oh, it's I like, know. how you do that to meet your Portuguese man? And they don't tell you, because no, they don't they... want you to know. Otherwise, what's the point of going there no, if you can the, do it at home? Then you'll start selling them. Right. Then you'll start making money off That's them. That's it.
A uh, surveillance video showing a vehicle driving over 100 miles per hour before the deadly crash was shown during a police news conference urging drivers to slow down on Friday. According to a news release sent from 22, uh, sent to 22 News from uh, Springfield Police Spokesman Ryan Walsh, at around 12.40 a.m. Tuesday, officers were called to a two-car crash in the area of 300 Page Boulevard. Video from the Springfield Police Training Facility shows the vehicle traveling at a high rate of speed and passes a car on the right. The driver of that car was reportedly going 114 miles an hour. Jesus. Makes contact with the other vehicle, took out the wrought iron fence, and the sign at the facility and crashed into a building. The adult man that was driving the vehicle uh, died, and a passenger was airlifted to Boston in, a, in serious condition. The driver of the second vehicle was the only occupant who was not injured and stayed at the location while the traffic unit investigated. Springfield Police Commissioner Cheryl Clapprood, Mayor Dom Sarno, and Captain Dave Martin with the Traffic Bureau held a news conference Friday after four deadly ap accidents happened last week. The department held several debriefings for officers due to the horrific incidents. Uh, commissioner Clapprood said one was held with officers Thursday and firefighters for this crash because the officers told the commissioner it was the worst they have seen throughout their careers. My God. Can you imagine that? Like, <clears throat> you know, you go through accident after accident, and probably most of them are pretty serious when you're involving, you know, uh, hospitalization, airlifting, things like that. Right. But to say this, this is, is the, the worst, worst I've, I've ever, ever seen. seen, that means it was pretty damn bad. You know, <laughs> Was it last week we were talking about the uh, the story of Henry Ruggs from the uh, the Raiders? Mm -hmm. You know, this is a guy who's you know twice the the legal limit with alcohol. He's traveling 156 miles an hour uh, right before the collision that that kills a driver, her dog. He's got a a gun in the car. Like you just, I mean, I run. I understand that when people drive drunk, you know, everything goes out the window. I mean, you know, all kinds of logic is completely forgotten in that process. But my God, I mean, you know, when you're talking about getting loaded and then driving that crazy, in this case, 114 miles an hour, I mean, for, for crying out loud, there's no reason anyone should be driving <laughs> that far over the speed limit anywhere for any uh, for anything. And listen, man, I don't know anything about this particular case other than what we've been told, but uh, sometimes... In these instances, alcohol is a huge factor, and alcohol, especially if you're mixing it with other things, makes you do crazy, crazy shiznit, and uh, you don't care. You don't care what you're doing. You don't care that you're driving 114 miles an hour. You know, it's. I know it's not a good mix. It's not, and you know what? We're we're in a world now where you know there are still Ubers you can get. There are still cabs you can get. There's other ways of getting back home or where you need to be when you're loaded. You know, honestly, uh, I wish they had had Uber back in the day. Oh, my God, yes. Because, A, cabs were so expensive, and, B, you couldn't really find a cab close by, uh, you know, to where you were because no. you're, you're not in a metro area. Now, with at least Uber and all that stuff, they're all over the place. And, you know, here's the thing. People don't realize, well, you know, I got my car with me. I don't want to leave my car. Well, you won't have your car with you if you wrap it around a, a telephone yeah. pole. And guess what? Uber you, can bring you back the following day. And anybody who complains about Uber being too expensive, let me tell you about the cost of an OUI. Oh, man. I know, huh? Uh, you're looking at upwards of $10,000. Bare minimum. I think it's even more than that now. Well, it probably is. 
but uh, it's not a place you want to be. No, it's not. And, and, and it's not just the cost, but the inconvenience of your entire mm-hmm. life. You almost can't even put a price tag on that. A uh, man in Italy who was missing for two dozen years reappeared last week. His name is Ivo Rabanser. He's 42, and originally he vanished in 1997. There aren't too many details on what happened then or in the 24 years since. So what did he do when he reappeared? Ivo allegedly attacked his brother Martin while he was sleeping. Ivo stabbed him several times in the chest, then stopped, walked into, and walked into the kitchen, and that's where police found him. Apparently, Ivo had been thinking about it for a while because he had staked out his brother's house and was even sleeping in a tent in the woods nearby. Ivo reportedly said, I felt a huge rage inside towards my brother, but I didn't want to kill him. Uh, I could have finished him. That's a little creepy. No kidding. Martin is in uh, rough shape, but he survived. Martin's lawyers thinks Ivo was angry about the terms of their inheritance from their father and had been carrying a grudge ever since. Imagine that, being so angry after... 24 years of not seeing somebody yeah, I know. and still wanting to stab the crap out of them. I try not to hold that kind of grudge. On the other hand, if it's a, a matter of what your brother got in an inheritance mm-hmm. as opposed to what you got, maybe the reason he got it is because your father or your mother or both decided they deserved it more than you. I have a... I could see this happening in my family. You think so? Yeah. Yeah, you yeah think you- some sibling rivalry going on that would uh, would require uh, some stab wound care, if you know what <laughs> I you, mean. Do you think uh, you're all getting equal parts, or you think uh, it's going to be uh, weighted? Uh, I think it's going to be uh, weighted. In your favor or not in your it favor? Does, no, it's not in my favor. Nobody's really a winner when somebody dies. No, I, think I know that. that I think but, that's the key here. But you know how it is with yeah. money. People get bananas when it comes to like inherited money. Yeah. Like they always think they deserve a little bit, a, a, like a like well, a bigger piece of the pie. Especially when somebody isn't even dead yet. I know that's the that's the real kicker. I thank God every day that my parents aren't worth a nickel. <laughs> There'll be nothing to fight you know, over. Honestly, uh, it would be easier. It, you know I'm telling you. You know, uh, and 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 to to start pining over a piece of a pie that's not even that big to begin with. You know, what's the point? There's really nothing that I want. No, other than you know more time with my parents in, in my life. Yeah, that's and, it. And that and and that's the thing. It's like, uh, first of all, this person isn't even dead yet. I don't know what the hell you're trying to get at, you know. And, right. Uh, good thing you start caring now, you know. Yeah, I know. Huh? Yeah. You're a uh, Pioneer Valley Fort. I'm not trying to air my uh, private uh, grievances. Or oh no, these like are all hypothetical, hypothetical things. Hypothetical situations. Uh, your Pioneer Valley forecast today, uh, sunny with a high of 61. Tomorrow, uh, sunny with a high of 63. Looking at 30 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh yeah. To take on the Providence Bruins. Football, the Patriots. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Outdoor Power Headquarters. Steel, Ego, and Craftsman. Rocky's Outdoor Power Trifecta. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, as you know, I almost never talk about UMass football. And the reason for that is pretty clear. There's rarely very much to talk about. For example, did you know that the UMass Minutemen have not had a winning record in 14 years? I should also point out that UMass has not been invited to a bowl game since the 1972 Boardwalk Bowl, a bowl game which no longer exists. I swear to God it's true. 
UMass football is where you go when you want to play football with low expectations and receive a high-quality state education at the same time. It's not the place to go if you're expecting to win the Rose Bowl. And yet, despite the tempered expectations of their rich history of failure, UMass just fired their head coach, Walt Bell, this weekend after losing to the URI Rams by a score of 35-22. Fired! All because during the last three seasons, Walt Bell has only been able to accumulate a record of two wins and 23 losses. Last year, of course, the team only played four games due to their COVID-restricted schedule. This year, the Minutemen were only able to win once, beating UConn, which also stinks. Uh, that was the only the second win of Walt Bell's tenure at UMass. And after a season in which the team had a record of 1-8, and eight, the university decided that perhaps it was time to go in another direction. Perhaps all that losing was having a negative effect on their reputation as a football program. You see, winning a football game should never become an annual event. Homecoming, graduation, alumni weekend, those are good annual events for a Division I college or university to enjoy. Beating the Yukon Huskies, who are almost as bad as you are, shouldn't be on that same list. Is it all Walt Bell's fault? Oh, hell no. Not being in a conference doesn't do much to help you recruit better players, and recruiting players that everybody else is walking away from isn't helping you either. Unfortunately, there are still three games left in the schedule, and I'm not feeling too confident about any of them. But that's mostly because UMass hasn't won four games in a season in almost nine years. That's a tough spot for interim head coach Alex Miller, but don't worry, coach. It'll all be over soon. Unfortunately, not quite soon enough. But hey, another my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Pull up Rocky's November sales flyer on your phone or a computer. It's loaded with bargains like the Craftsman Pancake Air Compressor, the Aaron Snow Thrower, the Weber Gas Grills. What's on sale at Rocky's? It's always something on sale at Rocky's, and it's always at your fingertips at Rocky's.com. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. It's 7-11 with Bax and O'Brien to Rock 102 with Steve Nagel. Going to be a nice couple of days. 61 for a high today, 63 for a high tomorrow, and 30 in downtown Springfield right now. He is calling us from North Carolina, the sunny state of where dreams are broken and people are sad. Uh, Scott Cohen is on the phone. How you doing, Scotty? Hey, good, guys. How you doing? Uh, very right. good. First of all, let me uh, ask you, I think the, the biggest question that's uh, – uh, burning in people's uh, mind today. How the hell did you get to go to North Carolina and we didn't? Well, I mean, uh, actually, I mean, if you if you have to ask the question, <laughs> I mean, come on, seriously. Well, I'm just saying. I mean, you, you're down there with a couple of other staff members, and ironically, they all seem to be in the same department. I'm just uh, I'm just wondering what's uh, what's going on the programming end of this place, where you know, uh, vital and. Uh, you know, well-celebrated individuals are st- are uh, stuck in Western Massachusetts for the weekend. Well, I mean, as I as I explained to to Steve uh, off the air, um, see, the problem is you you guys all you guys do is spend the money. You don't give you don't give the money. We're, we take we're, we've got people here who who give us the money. Oh no 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 no! We, we entice no. the money. You know, we're all washing each other's hands here. Scott, you do understand how you make the money, and it wouldn't be without us. 
Ah, oh, come on, man. You guys are on. You know, I, I used to be. I used to be an on-air talent. We're a dime a dozen. They've, they've been telling us that forever. You, you know how it goes. Yeah, I suppose. Uh, it's, I suppose that's true. What a game! Is, listen, next time. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, time. Of course, absolutely. But what a game, though, for uh, the Patriots' defense. Man, they were they were all over Carolina, and to the point where you just had to wonder uh, why bother showing up for the second half. Hey, listen! The tur- the turning point of the game came in the second half with that with that pick six by J.C. Jackson. Yeah, they they played great, and you know they they just turned it around so much, and it's all on the defense. They've won three in a row, and you know Buffalo's loss yesterday, which was a big surprise. Patriots are a half game out of first place. I mean, and it's, it's amazing, you know, what three weeks will do. But they're they're playing great. They're positioned well, and. I'm really looking forward to the uh, to the rest of the season, just like everybody else. You they know, played great. We were, we were talking to Zolak last Thursday about uh, about Buffalo, and you know, obviously the Patriots are going to be playing them twice in in, a, in the course of three weeks. Yeah, it, to lose to Jacksonville, which is an awful football team by any by any consideration, to to lose to Jacksonville, you know, if you're Bill Belichick, you're saying okay. There's a crack. There's a fissure here that we need to exploit, yeah. especially when you're talking yep. about seeing them in just a couple of weeks. If you can do that and and win at least one of those games against Buffalo, the division is then wide open. It's it's like it, the the Patriots have an opportunity to literally step in front of them and then take that division. Yeah, and you know, and again, three weeks ago, nobody would have, would have thought that that's possible, but. You know, listen, with all due respect, you know, the Patriots have to play uh, Cleveland this coming um, weekend. And, you know, the, you, you know the, there's the, there was that uh, Hollywood film on, a, on any given Sunday. And it, it's, you know, they, they say that phrase for a reason. Um, you know, listen, Jacksonville, Jacksonville works hard all week, too. And, you know, they go out there trying to win football games. Um, Buffalo has, uh, Buffalo has obviously lost more than one uh, surprising game. Listen, it's it's NFL football. The Patriots are in a great spot, but they've got to be they got to be Cleveland this weekend. They can't you know be worrying about what anybody else does. Um, a lot of people uh, in Carolina complaining about uh, Mac Jones with the this uh, this dirty play, this hold <laughs> holding the guys uh, holding the guy's foot. To me, that's just you know listen uh, you know you. you you strip a guy of the ball. You got to make sure he doesn't run too far. The only way to do it is to grab his ankle, even if it means you're twisting it right off of his leg. I don't see that as dirty. I mean, you're talking about a team that's deflated footballs. It's you know, it's you know, run video cameras to find <laughs> things that they shouldn't be looking at. You, you want to talk about playing dirty and cheating? Those kinds of things, maybe yeah. you make a case for. But Mac Jones grabbing a guy's foot, please. I come back to me when you got something to actually complain about. You know that's so. It's so funny you brought that up. Obviously, that's that's a big headline from the game yesterday. And I was like, you know, even though we were there watching it in person, you know, you don't you you don't see a play like that. So I I go you know go on YouTube this morning. It's like, what are they talking about? And I see the play, and I'm like, are you are you serious? You're you're an NFL football player. You're a grown man, and you're complaining that a, that one of the opposing player grabbed you by the ankle. Oh, come on, Baxi, that's child's play. Well, Give me a break. It's funny to me because you know if you're going to complain about another team playing dirty, 
then complain about something that you as a team wouldn't do yourselves. In the same situation, yeah. find it hard to imagine that Sam Darnold wouldn't have grabbed the guy's foot too, except uh, yeah. everything was falling out of his hands yesterday, so even a foot might have gotten might have gotten away yeah, from Sam like, Darnold. Yeah, that's a buddy. Could, uh, complaining about a play like that, that only adds insult to injury. Just be quiet, you know. Uh, lick your wounds and get back on the field next weekend. Un- unbelievable! If you, if you haven't seen the play, like I said, go you know go on Twitter, on YouTube. You'll find it. It's absolutely ridiculous. But you know this this defense is looking so tough. I mean, you know, Carolina is not a slouch team. I mean, they're not great, but they're not terrible either. They manhandled. They manhandled them the entire game. Ramondre Stevenson had a great game. You know, the running great. game looks looks awful good. I mean, you, you all these yep. things are happening, and you say. You know, you know, when we started this season off, things looked pretty damn bleak. But now you're looking at this team saying, "Hey, you know what? They've banged out three wins in a row. This, this is this is a team that's starting to really come together." And Mac Jones is is they, is, is really something. No question about it. And they listen. The Patriots got a little bit banged up yesterday, so we've got to see. There's a couple of players, key players, in that are probably going to be in concussion protocol. The offensive line didn't play. You know, we're talking X's and O's now. Um, they they didn't play uh, all that well. The, the, uh, you know, they got to they got to Jones a couple of times yesterday. You know, the Pats definitely have some you know areas that they need to shore up. But no, dude. Overall, three three straight wins. Uh, again, and now we're turning our attention to to the Cleveland Browns. That's all that matters now. Yeah. Um... I, I assume just hey, so. Uh, we, are we going to get through this whole thing without talking about your boy Aaron Rodgers? Speaking of, uh, I was actually about uh, to. Yeah. I was actually about to uh, to bring that up. Um, <laughs> I saw this hysterical meme. Remember a couple weeks ago when Aaron Rodgers was uh, was taunting the fans of the Chicago Bears, saying, "I own you." Remember that uh, when he was uh, when he oh, said yeah. that. I saw a meme that said, "I own you," signed Science, and I, you know I thought that was kind of funny. He's, you know, he uh, he didn't he did not do himself any favors with any of that. And you know, I think uh, one of the things that happened uh, a lot of it after is the fact that it came out that you know he's blaming the woke mob and um, and you know we should we should uh, it's a personal decision and you know I should be able to do what I want. It's like no, you can't do what you want. You play in the NFL. These are the rules. He not only broke the rules, didn't follow them. He lied about it. Well, and the, the and thing he's, he's the, getting everything he deserves, and the, and and because of getting you know getting his rear end suspended, he cost his team a win yesterday. The thing that uh, you know for me, which is uh, kind of inexcusable, is, you know you can say that it's all you know a political witch hunt against you, and you should be able to do you know whatever you need to do, you know health wise. Nobody else is held to that standard in the NFL. What makes Aaron Rodgers think that he can be? I mean, yeah, and in some ways, in some ways, Baxit, you know, what's going on with him is a is a microcosm of what you know what's going on in society today. You know, everybody, nobody wants to be told what to do. Um, you know, the getting the COVID shot. You know, that that's that's all people talk about. But the fact of the matter is, it's like, yeah, you you can be an individual. You can you know express your right to free speech. But if you do, then you can't, you know, you can't work at that company. You can't play in the NFL. It, it's very, very simple. But then he screwed the pooch. He's getting what he deserved. And we just, 
and we need to move on. Well, there's a couple of things here too because you know this is a team that had that has mismanaged this guy for a long period of time. Yeah, it's not just this situation that you go back and you think about all the ways in which the team has aggressively gone out of their way to piss this guy off. He's a once in a lifetime quarterback. There aren't many guys yeah. who are going to be better than Aaron Rodgers, but even still, they've done nothing to protect him with players around him, keep him on the straight and narrow. Listen, if you don't want to get your 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 vaccine, yeah, you know what? That may be your choice. But to deceive everybody about it and, and, and right. have the team sit there knowing you didn't get it and – yeah, say okay. Well, as long as no one figures it out, then I guess we're we're on we're on the uh, you know the, we're, then we're in the clear. You know, the team bears as much responsibility in this as he does because they would have had to have known what his status was. Well, and you can sit there and talk about the NFL too. Um, you know, he went he uh, you know tried to get this immunotherapy uh, for himself because he you know he didn't he was allergic to apparently an ingredient in two of the shots and he didn't want to take the Johnson and Johnson shot because he heard you know bad bad things and and people were having adverse reaction to it he petitioned the NFL to allow him to play with the immunotherapy that that petition was denied so it's not only the not only the team backs that knew that he was not uh inoculated and let him uh perform and uh, be in public. It was also the NFL. Everybody's to blame here. And again, Rogers, Rogers is to blame the most because he, you know, he lied about it. And you just can't do that. You can't do it. Did you uh, Did you see the story about uh, UMass football firing their head coach after only winning two games of the last three years? Yeah, that's like the least surprising headline of the day, it, isn't it? Maybe the least surprising headline of the day but you know the the what is surprising is if you actually paid attention to anything that's happened to them over the course of many years you realize that UMass football is god awful and the reason it is god awful and and you know you've been around college sports enough to know this UMass football operates as an independent which means their ability to recruit any player of any worth is severely damaged as a result of that decision if they were involved in a in a, in a conference where they could potentially uh play in a bowl game it's easier to recruit players than it is to be an, an independent where your limitations are are you know severely drawn in you know they they really as bad as they are the school has no one to blame but themselves i think they yeah, they do, Bax. I mean, look, the, the whole investing the millions and millions of dollars in that football program has been, you know, a disaster since uh, since the very first day. It's like, you know, we can go back a handful of years ago when they moved, they moved the games to Foxborough to try to, you know, appeal to New England and the alumni in the Boston area. That was an unmitigated disaster. They try to go up, you know, into, into the next level and play, uh, you know, play like – teams like Penn State and Boston College and, you know, right on Florida State, that turned into an unmitigated disaster. That all starts, that all starts at the top. You know, the, the athletic director up there, if they have not made the right decisions, they've wasted everybody's time and everybody's money. And this is, Walt Bell is just the first uh, head that's going to roll. This is all the, all the stuff in the athletic department 
we're, we're only seeing the tip of the iceberg. There's going to be a lot of changes up there. You've got a team that hasn't had a winning record in 14 years, and you want to say that Walt Bell is the reason for that? He only was there yeah, for three I mean, years. It's, it's like, it's like if I feel bad for a guy like Walt Bell. How is he supposed to ever get to the point where he's winning more than four games in a season, which, by the way, they haven't done in nine years? It's ridiculous. And and again, yeah, and I don't want it. It starts from it starts from the top in that athletic department, buddy. It starts at the top, and like I said, your UMass is going to be making a lot of headlines here in the very near future, uh, all for the wrong reasons. Stay tuned. Yeah, it's absolutely all right. Well, we'll see you uh, when you're back from North Carolina next week. Yeah, enjoy your martinis in your ivory tower, you <laughs> dick. Okay, buddy, I will. I'll, I'll, I've I took plenty of pictures, so I'll share them with you when we oh, get together. Yeah, I'll tell you what, yeah. let's, next week, let's forget about talking about sports. Just show us a slideshow we can all enjoy. <laughs> yeah, I'll get on that. <laughs> all right, Scott Cohen. It's 725 and Rock 102. 6 o'clock at the Basketball Hall of Fame in downtown Springfield. The goal is to fill three 48-foot trailers with non-perishable foods and uh, also cash donations, and we do it by doing a 52-hour-long broadcast that starts from Monday all the way to Wednesday morning at 10, November 24th. Start your collection up around the neighborhood, at work, at school, at home. Uh, there's all kinds of ways to donate. And like I said, we can even donate uh, online at rock102.com. $2 equals a single meal for the uh, for the open pantry. Thanks to all of our sponsors, including Big Y World Class Markets, Capital Moving and Storage, Manny's Appliances, Xfinity, Camping World of West Hatfield, and many, many more. Get all the details at rock102.com. It's the Mayflower Marathon brought to you by Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvements, Liberty Bank, and Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. You know, many people measure years in, like, you know, by the first of the year or maybe even your birthday. I measure it in Mayflower Marathons. <laughs> I kind of do, too. Like it's, like, it's like all of a sudden you turn around going, wow, it's here again. Yeah. I, my favorite question is, how many years have you been doing this? And I'm like, I don't, I don't know. See, that's the thing. I don't remember either. I know I've been... Working here, I think this is my 18th one. Because um, I've been here 17 years, and this would have been the start of 18, so 18 for me. Uh, yeah. nope, I just did the math wrong. It was said 66, what, and that's what, not right. What? You yeah. just did math wrong? Yeah. Shut I know. the front door, Max. I know. That's uh, so out of your character. 26 years for me. 26. 26. Uh, Are you sure about that? According to this calculator, if I did it correctly, yes, 26 years. And, uh, yeah, that's a lot of them. So, uh, you know, I, but I, like you, kind of feel like this is like the first of the year. Like this is the big event which kicks off everything. Yeah. So um, Because we're so dead tired afterwards. Yeah, but you got to admit, you know, having that nap when you first get home and that first shower feel awful good. Well, you know, I shower throughout it. You apparently don't. And then is it only to make that egregious speech that you make every year about how disgusting your body parts have become? What do you mean egregious? That's it's that a, is like that's like egregious. poetry. That's that yeah. people look forward to that. It's uh what do they call that? Uh gross. Gross. Yes. But it's also uh what? Cl- using using it for clout. Well, I don't. I I yeah. don't know what you're talking about, Steve. Yeah. I mean, listen. Uh, you know, there are some uh, some routines that people have hung their hat on for years. You know, to me, this every year I try to add something to it. Every year I try to mm-hmm. take something away from it. Every year it's a different speech. It's never the same two years in a row. It's just a, you know, to me, it's like one of those important things. You much like the tradition of the Mayflower Marathon itself, my grilled cheese speech is mm-hmm. every bit as 
welcome. And then yet, the Kim Kardashian bit has been killed, but that continues on. Yes, Bravo, because, management. Be, Bravo. Because that's inappropriate on a whole different scale. Mm. No, it's not. It's it's actually more disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> it's 731. News is next to Rock 102. Rock 102's Pro Picks Pool is under... 736 of Bax and O'Brien of Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Yankee Home Improvement this month. Yankee Home is offering a free down payment coupon valued up to $1,400. Call today and mention Rock 102 for this special offer. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Max. Athol cops are looking for an alleged bank robber. Oh, Steve, I don't think you need to you know, call them bad names. I mean, uh, really, they're just doing the best they can. Same. Uh, police say someone robbed the Workers' Credit Union branch in the Market Basket Plaza on Friday afternoon. The robber's image was called on the bank's surveillance cameras, and anyone who may recognize the man is asked to call the Athol Police Detective Bureau. He escaped from Athol. He went directly to Yarmouth, only to spend a weekend in Dennis. Oh! oh I see what you're oh, saying yeah. there. There's a whole triumvirate yeah. of disgusting things. Yeah. Listen, um, I don't I don't know what to, How much did he take? Uh, I don't know. Uh, how much can you steal from, from Athol? See, that's kind of what I'm going for. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not uh, you're, you're not talking about the crime of the century here. Oh, you uh, you, you you go to to Athol, you go into the bank, and you dump that money all over the countertop, but you just kind of collect it in the basket <laughs> and then run off with it. Yeah, you know, I don't know. Seems like uh, you know, if you were gonna really do a like a bank heist, you'd probably want to go to like a, one of the bigger branches. You I'm would... not sure how much money is actually in the Athol. Branch. Oh, there's a there's a lot of money in the Athol. I don't know. I don't, you know, no way to tell. Was it Shake Your Money Maker? Is that uh, it's there? Yes. Yeah, that's yeah, there what I'm right. talking you're about. You're absolutely right. right. Yeah. yeah. An individual was taken into custody on Saturday following multiple charges in Granville, according to the Granville Police. Uh, they were conducting a traffic stop for an equipment violation just before 6:30 p.m. We done uh, saw that he had some not right equipment out there, so we done pulled him over. What uh, What was the violation? They don't say. They don't know, we don't know what kind of equipment we're talking about? No, it could be, uh, you know, a broken wagon wheel uh, or... Maybe his windows were smashed. Yeah, maybe uh, your harness wasn't on your donkey. Mirrors. Mirrors. Could have been a mirror problem. Could be. Uh, during the stop, narcotics and other violations were discovered. The driver of the vehicle was charged with uh, trafficking, among other charges... And he uh, will be. He spent the weekend in the Hamden County House of Corrections. That's a lovely place to be. Oh yeah, that's you know, the foliage this time of year. Yeah, <laughs> Hamden County, all the corrections. Oh, you got the uh, the apple cider donuts from uh, from Randall's. Yep. Uh, down the street. Yep. You can go to the corn maze. Don't they go on field trips from the jail to I don't, those things? Doesn't? I don't know if you're uh, uh, eligible for a field trip on your first day. I'm pretty sure Nick Kochi uh, round, rounds everybody up, gets them on buses. They take them down. Uh, oh, it's Corn Maze Day. We're making scarecrows at Randall's. <laughs> I don't think you want a bunch of inmates in a corn maze. That would be like the one thing you would not want to do with an inmate. Why not? Well, even if you assigned a CO to join yeah. them in the you know, to 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 like chaperone their activity, I would think it, that a corn maze might not be a smart thing to do with an inmate. You know what you do? You make a corn maze that has no exit to it whatsoever, and then you just let these people run around inside, uh, and that's their punishment. Yeah, that's, oh, your, that's your community service for the weekend. Freedom sounds so good, huh? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, we'll prove you. We'll 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 
snuff that right away. And then uh, everybody on the way out gets a dozen of those donuts, and then uh, they get the uh, what's the other thing they said? The pie. They, 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 the, the pie, the, the, and the maybe pies. just some uh, just some hot cider. That oh, would be yeah. good too. That's yeah, a, that's a great that's a great place to go. Nice fall-like color. Oh yeah, no, it's delicious. So you, you, you'll get no argument from me. I just don't know if that's where I would take everybody for a field trip. Well, uh, you have different ideas of what fun is, and uh, well, I just have a different know. idea of like uh, you know, what you know, <laughs> what incarceration should be like, and I don't think this should be like a you know, like a Sunday fun day in, at Randall's. Well, yes, but. You can't rehabilitate someone without giving them a good time every once in a while. I don't know if that's true, Steve. Yeah. I don't know. I think you provide them with the tools that they can use to put their life back on track. And as 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 much as apple cider donuts would sit me on the straight and narrow, yeah. I'm not sure that same approach works for everybody. Uh, Big Bird, the iconic uh, affable Muffet, uh, ruffled some feathers this weekend <laughs> by advocating for science and the COVID-19 vaccine, prompting the likes of Senator Ted Cruz and conservative talk show host to inaccurately blast the beloved Sesame Street character as a brainwashing propagandist. I've always known that about Big Bird. The brainwashing uh, propagandist. Well, do you remember the time when Big Bird was trying to convince everybody that Snuffleupagus was real? Yeah, that's true. And everyone's like, yeah, okay, bird, keep moving. And then and they had to make them real so kids wouldn't be telling secrets. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And they realized what a big mistake this was to have an imaginary friend, the some sort of, you know, elephant with fur According, that talks. Yes. According to the CDC, is it an elephant, though? What is it? What is it? Well, that? it's kind of like a, ma- like a woolly mammoth. Yeah. But it's a, it's a, but it talks, and I don't believe the original woolly mammoths could speak English. Uh, according to the CDC and P, uh, children are still at risk of developing severe illness and complications from COVID nineteen. Risk to adults are indeed greater than risk to children. The CDC notes, but vaccination has proven to lower the risk of infection and blunts the spread of the virus from children to others. Big Bird shock came after uh, came not long after the Pfizer BioNTech. Is it bi- how do you say that? BioNTech. BioNTech. Uh, biotech? BioNTech. I, 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 I I've heard know. it pronounced differently. Anyway, the vaccine was approved for children ages 5 to 11. Infections are rising among this group, uh, accounting for almost 11% of all new cases. The science behind the Sesame Street message didn't stop Cruz, the Texas senator and former presidential candidate, from tweeting, Government propaganda for your five-year-old! You know, as a first-generation Sesame Street viewer, as a child, I... I really can't disagree with him. Uh, They, in a very real sense, in a very disturbing and maybe uh, irresponsible way, uh, Sesame Street did, in fact, brainwash me. I learned things like uh, the alphabet Mm -hmm. and numbers and uh, what is very near and what is very far, far away. I learned all those things. I also learned that you can't hold... 10 coconut custard pies without falling down a flight of stairs. So these are the kinds of devastating brainwashing techniques that they've been using since the late 60s, Steve. Yeah, and they uh, they need to be shut down. They need to be shut down for good. Here's the thing, though. you can't. Can you even watch Sesame Street without having an HBO subscription anymore? I don't know if you can. That's what I mean. It's like, you know, it's not... I don't think Sesame Street is as accessible as it used to be. You could watch all the old episodes on PBS. They used to run them constantly. Yeah. But now they don't. They they don't have 
those rights anymore. I don't believe it's even on because they sold all the rights to HBO. Uh, my wing is feeling a little sore, but I'll, it'll give my body an extra protective boost that helps keep me and others healthy, Big Bird had tweeted. Oh, he tweeted. Oh, I see, because he's a bird. Yeah, other voices from the right chimed in, including Fox News host Lisa Booth, who claimed brainwashing children who are not at risk from COVID-19 was twisted. Well, could you uh, also make the case that what Big Bird was doing was not so much about uh, being a pro-vaccination advocate, but that maybe he was teaching children a valuable lesson about uh, getting shots? You know, some children are very, very, very anti-getting a shot in I've a doctor's never, office. I've never heard that before. Oh, yeah. Some kids can't stand it. Yeah. And they cry and they wail and they gnash their teeth. And, you know, you know unless you, you, know, you calm down and, uh, and settle down, it's only going to hurt more. Maybe that's what Big Bird was really trying to do. But, well, you know, again, there is, there is a certain level of uh, brain manipulation on that show. They didn't want to use Elmo because uh, him promoting little pricks is not uh, exactly what they uh, had in mind. Right, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna about to ask you to leave. Elmo like little pricks. <laughs> Elmo's handler didn't do what everybody thinks he did. <clears throat> Poor Elmo got the, the shaft on that one. He did get the shaft on that one uh, only because of his handler. Right. You know? That voice of his, that uh, the guy who sh- shoves the hand up the back of Elmo. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Was uh, doing some things that he shouldn't have been doing. Hey, uh, you ever been caught uh, out and had to use the bathroom in a very urgent way? Sure. Yeah. A woman in New York named Deidre Keene has run 34 marathons in her life. But she just shared the story of her most memorable one. Back in 2014, she signed up for the Philadelphia Marathon. It was the 10th or 11th one she'd done, and she thought it started at 7.30, but the actual time was 7 a.m. Ooh, jeez. Was it the snooze button? No, everybody thinks it was the snooze. It was separate knob. It was the volume of the alarm. Separate knob. Why separate knob? (laughs) She was in line for the bathroom when she realized the race was starting, so she didn't get to go. But once she started running, she suddenly had to go. She was having some digestive issues. Ah, oh boy. So she stopped at the first porta potty she saw. Luckily, there was uh, about one mile into the race, and she came out feeling five pounds lighter. So she kept on running, but the issues continued. Over the first 16 miles, she had to stop at nine different porta potties. Oh, my God. She says her strategy at that point was just to sprint as fast as she could from one to another. <laughs> All right, there's another one on 11th Street. I got to go. If you got to hit the, the, hit the can nine times, don't you think you just kind of pull out and say, you know what, maybe this isn't my day. Maybe, maybe I just give up. Uh, you would think that that might be the best course of action, but she just kept going. Nine, I mean, nine times in a day would have yeah. me, uh, how shall I put this, not capable of moving yeah. very fast. Uh, here's the great part, though. Things finally settled down around mile 17. Oh, thank goodness. With only like nine miles to go. Uh, and because of all that sprinting, her final time was a new personal best. Really? Yeah. Wow. How about that? She finished in three hours and 38 minutes and spent the next two years trying to beat that time. Still can't do it, and that was her fastest. Because she was running so fast to each individual toilet. Yeah. 
Well, maybe they, maybe she's got us. Uh, maybe she's got something. Yeah, there. maybe you're on to something. Maybe clearly, uh, you uh, didn't get to go to the bathroom uh, before you started because you thought the race was a half an hour difference. Right. Um, frankly, uh, this should be your new strategy. But if you're dropping one nine times in a day in the course of say like a couple hours, yeah. Don't you think there are bigger issues to deal with than whether you cross the finish line? Yeah, like, what, what ma- like maybe you should be seeing a, a specialist. You know, you know what makes you go? And I found out this the hard way. What? I had a heartburn, uh, I don't know, about six months ago or so. Right. So rather than get like a Tums or, you know, some sort of uh, hard uh, thing, I wound up getting myself some, uh, I believe it was Mytalanta. Sure. Yeah. Do you know that makes you go to the bathroom? Yes. Why? I thought it was supposed to be for the heartburn. It was liquid antacid relief. But well, it's uh, pro-diarrhea. Yeah. Well, I think the reason for that is they want everything to move through so it's not moving up. Yeah, but the idea is just to calm the fire. It's like putting out the fire with the fire hose uh, right at the top. Right, but sometimes there's got to be a fire down below. Yeah, but Bob Seger said that best. Yeah, I don't want the fire down below, and I hate that song by Bob Seger. Well, (laughs) I I don't know what the options are. I mean, to me, uh, if... At least your stomach felt better, right? You weren't you weren't uh, you know hacking up like a like an old hot dog well, from seven years yes, ago. Yes, the heartburn went away, uh, but now I had a new problem. A different kind of burn. A different kind of burn. Nine times in a day, though, that is something to be concerned by. Yeah, nine times. You had the, diarrhea nine times in the course of seventeen miles. Yeah. How long does it take one to – I've never run 17 miles in my life. I mean, it's got to take uh, probably like a, like an hour and or so, hour, 15 minutes. How do you squeeze your cheeks for that long I would the think, next one? I would think after like, I don't know, uh, five or six, you're kind of you're kind of mm. like about at the, at, at, at the top of your <laughs> – at the top of your threshold. Well, at least it wasn't Uta Pipping. Yeah, well, you know. There's, there's that, too. That was gross. It was. In fact, we're still talking about this woman nearly 30 years after it happened is even grosser. Well, we'll be talking about uh, porta potty runner uh, for the next 26 years. <laughs> Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast, which is brought to you by Fogbuster Nitro Cold Brew Coffee. Gets me going every morning. Look for the black and white can next time you're at the beverage cooler. Fogbuster Nitro Cold Brew is velvety smooth and never bitter because Fogbuster is air roasted. Going to be mostly sunny today with a high of 61. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 63. It's 35 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. Before buttons, things were much harder, like starting an outboard motor. Come on, come on. Or... Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 8-11, and Brian Adams on Rock 102. How come uh, we edit, like, the the song? Like, we edited, um, what's the Dire Straits song? Money for Nothing? Yeah. Yeah, because he says, he says NF word, not the F word. But, but the N- other F word. The other right. F word. Uh, we, we, we eliminated that. But Brian Adams can say, me and my baby did it 69 at the end of the song, and nobody blinks an eye about that. 
Oh, because I think it's really just about a number. That's really all it is. Are you sure about that? Yeah, I don't know what you're talking it about. Says, uh, me and my baby did it six, and that's what he says at the end. He says that. Oh, see, I, I don't, even if uh, he said that, I don't even know what that means. Uh, yeah, I'm totally innocent on this one. Uh, mostly sunny today and tomorrow with a high of 61. It is 35 right now in downtown Springfield. Steve, as you know, I, I've been a, uh, a long-standing member of the Bright Nights Ball Tasting Committee. Mm-hmm. I have uh, this year. I was unable to uh, to attend it because uh, of other obligations, but I have uh, been on the Ball Tasting Committee for a long period of time. And I know that it is not uh, just one person or another that decides, uh, you know, the food selections during the Bright Nights Ball, but mm-hmm. a uh, a collection of people, sophisticated. Uh, well-rounded, uh, erudite people. Why they let me on this thing, I will never know. Maybe it's because of my constant whining and complaining that I would like to be on the ball tasting committee yeah. for no other reason than to say I'm on the ball tasting committee. But uh, it's always uh, it's always a well-planned out menu. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful event. It's almost too beautiful for the likes of you and me. Yeah, I know. I uh, was thinking about that, and I'm like, do I really belong in a place like this? It's kind of like, uh, it's kind of like Rodney Dangerfield going to Bushwood Country Club. Yes, you know, right? Hey, everybody, we're gonna get laid. You, sir, are not welcome at Bushwood. Right? Yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I'm expecting. There is, uh, there is some of that uh, because you're because you know we will be amongst. Uh, some of the the higher echelon of Springfield uh, glitterati, and uh, you and I, along with a couple of others, are just basic you know Springfield celebritards who got in on this thing. And I and I, it's and I like the event. It's a beautiful event. Don't get me wrong. But sometimes I go and I'm saying to myself in the back of my head, due to like uh, insecurity and self loathing, do they really truly want me here? Do I do I somehow uh, lower the value of yeah, the event uh, well, that's what I was by my add. inclusion. I mean, you, you probably got all these mucky mucks running around this place, right? As Scott yeah. Cohn would say, buddy, you couldn't swing a dead cat without hitting a phony in a place like this. You know, he would say something like that. Yeah, you could make uh, the same statement in his own apartment. I was going to say, anywhere that Scott Cohen goes, you could swing a dead cat. Uh, actually, someone's swinging a dead cat, and they're hitting him. <laughs> Do we have that? Because uh, I want to read this uh, the the invitation. Yeah. Can I do the invitation? But do you have that? Like, uh, do you have that British music? You know that. Uh, the, you know that we did it. We uh, God save the Queen. It's a. Uh, it's the. the uh, do we have that available? Let me uh, let me take a look. I don't know if we do, but I'll uh, I'll look. Because uh, uh, this is like one of the fanciest things I've ever been invited to. The very. Uh, I think the only one I got is. Maybe the Sex Pistols version. Let me uh, just make sure if that's the the one I got. Uh, you, 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 oh yeah, there, there we go. go. Ready? Yep. Harumph. 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 You are cordially invited to attend the City of Bright Nights Ball Chairman's Reception, hosted by Congressman Richard E. Neal. Ooh, he's good. United States. Congressman and Chairman of the House Ways and Means Committee. But you can call him Richie. In honor of Sean M. Pace, the site manager at Indian Orchard Eastman. Saturday, November 13th, 2021, 5.30 o'clock to 7 o'clock in the evening at the Armory at MGM Springfield. 
which is sponsored by Mass Mutual. Use self-parking entrance for complimentary parking. RSVP and invitation required by October 20th of 2021, unless you're Steve Nagel, you do it six days before. <laughs> yeah, which is the other thing. That's, uh, where's the stuff with the, there you go. Oh, here it is. Ready? Yes. Oh, oh. oh you didn't see that. That was the one I had to send in. That's ah, the one yeah. I didn't get. Hey, you know what? To, to be, send it. To be honest, I didn't send it in either. Uh, I just emailed her and said, uh, the the Baxendales of the uh, the Hamden Baxendales will uh, will be sojourning to Springfield on that night. Here are our food options, our selections, and that uh, that seemed to be enough for Judy. But I never got around to buying a stamp. Keep this invitation for a free French fry from your local McDonald's in the South End because you will be hungry after drinking your fill of alcohol all night long. No, they're, no, they're, they're not, not offering French fries. But you know what? Uh, yeah. They do have the hors d'oeuvres. They get get passed around, and then you know, yeah, there's a, uh, several different uh, stations in which you can get a, uh, a cocktail or so. No. And... Uh, it's a beautiful event. Now, listen, it I'm really a, is. I'm the kind of guy uh, that uh, kind of bases my activity for the rest of the evening on how many hors d'oeuvres I'm allowed to have. They don't count. I know they don't count. You can, but will I be accessible to the waitstaff? I think if you play your cards right, depending where you stand, you can get. Easy access to anyone holding a platter or something. Like if I, uh, like the door, like you stand by the door of the kitchen. Yeah, that's that's where you go. I think we should stand there, because I want to be the first to grab all the stuff. Or, or if uh, you and I pitch in, we could come up with an Abe Lincoln to give uh, one of the waitstaff the Abe Lincoln. Yeah, the five dollar bill. Oh, you oh, oh! That. I thought that was like one of those uh, things where you know you you poke somebody like really hard in the head. <laughs> And they go, what? And then you grab the tray. And then you break your leg and you're, you know, you're leaving the place all sloppy and messy. Yeah. yeah then you, you yell something in yeah. ancient Latin and then no, you walk away and be found in a barn. It, it's not a donkey punch. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's that's um, kind of what I was thinking about. Hey, you got to pay the guy. Uh, you know, I've, I've been to many a wedding. I've, I know how to get the attention. See, this hey, is. Listen, a... uh, you see Tubby guy over here? He needs extra hors d'oeuvres. Let me slip you this silver dollar. Right. So, for example, if anything is wrapped in bacon, mm -hmm. you know, uh, anything. I mean, it could be like a scallop. It could be uh, anything. Uh, that's the person I want to follow. You know, if you've got something with bacon on it, mm -hmm. you come right to me. You come right to me right away. You skip everybody. Don't even talk to anybody. You come right to me. I'll give you as much as a $5 bill. $5 right here. This this Abe Lincoln is for you, yes. my friend. I'll be seeing you all night long, my friend. That's uh, the way you do it. So I, because I'm the kind of person that like likes to sit at a table and puts my elbows up on it. Yeah, you can't do that at a place like this. <sighs> it's nope. not the kind of place for a food fight. Mm -hmm. It's not the kind of event where you uh, grab the microphone and start belching out obscenities. I mean, you got Brenda Garten as your. As your mistress of honor, and she does a spectacular job. You know, and then you got uh, Richie Neal. You got Richie Neal, and then you know, sometimes where you know you, where we've been uh, involved in the auction, which I believe you and I are are have been asked to do. 
where you think, I've got all these great blue jokes that I'm going to tell, them real offensive, foul language jokes. And then you look around, and there's Sister Caritas sitting in the front row next to Monsignor Conley, and you're going, uh, guess I'm not going to do those jokes. And I you're like, hey, these two lesbians are walking down the street. No, right? you're not going to do that. You're, you, we're not yeah. going to do that. We're going to do this uh, as clean and as squeaky as possible because you got to know the crowd you're dealing with. They're not, they're not the normal Baxton O'Brien uh, crowd. They're a little bit. They're a little bit better than that. They're more of a uh, NPR type of crowd. If you I don't want to say they're NPR yeah. because they 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 kind of all listen, but they're not all proud of it. Like they would never tell their other yeah. rich friends around the country club what they listen to on their on their drive in. Uh, to play a round of golf, they, they would never be driving around in their in their Rolls Royces saying, "Did you hear what Steve Nagel did with that Kim Kardashian?" None of them are going to do that. None of them are going to do that. But you're right; it's not to say they don't listen. They just they don't just want don't anybody to anybody. know they do. Right? Yeah. Right? They listen, but they will tell everybody instead. Oh, I'm sorry, I only listen to NPR, but I love the view from the couch. Well, yeah. then you can't have it both no, ways. No, you can't. Uh, you it's, can't do it's that. It's one or the other. You're either listening to this show or you are not listening to this show. Most of them are listening. They will not let you know that they like it. Yeah, a guy like Herbie Flores listens all the time. Yeah, he loves the show. Yeah, he used to tell me that there were people on the uh, migrant council, uh, the migrant uh, farm workers council, that listened to the show, couldn't speak a lick of English, but would laugh mm -hmm. because we would be laughing. Oh, I see. It's a, it's contagious. So he has no idea. They had no idea what a two-finger squish mitten was when I did the Kim Kardashian. Movie. Right, or the or the fig pouch. They had no idea oh, what that what was. A fig pouch was. Didn't know what that was, yeah. but we were laughing so hard that they were laughing so hard. Yeah, so uh, sitting, uh, let's say, we, we go in. Do they announce you into the room like you're, uh, like you're on... Uh, mm. <clears throat> no. Like Frozen when they started announcing all the other people into the castle? No, they don't say... Uh, uh, Steve Nagel of the uh, Huntington Nagels. They don't. They don't. They Lord don't do the and Lady Douchebag. <laughs> no, no, they don't do that. Although that would be that uh, would see, be fun. Is there a red carpet? I don't know if you walk there. up and uh, I, I thought there was the backdrop where there's the backdrop and then everybody gets their picture taken as each couple goes. Oh up. yeah, no, there is uh, there is like a picture taken station. Oh, a picture taken station. Right, I like that. And uh, you know, the, usually, like the mass live uh, was seen at Bright Nights Ball. Oh, thing. I wonder if I can give a fake name to this one. I don't see why you shouldn't. Yeah, I mean, it, it, by the time it gets published, the ball's over, right? Barry McAuchner. See there, yeah. that's a, that's a good one. What was the first one you did? I'm trying to remember which one that uh, was. Dick Gozinia. <laughs> I remember when that happened, when you actually yeah. did that. Yeah. And I'm looking on Mass Live, yeah. and I'm looking through the gallery, and, there, and there's your puss right there on the uh, on the page. And it says, Dick Gozinia yeah. from, from Huntington, Massachusetts. And I'm howling, and Jenny's like, what's so funny? I'm like, yeah, look what he just did. <laughs> a, few, <laughs> a few weeks ago, I ran into uh, Danny Nason, who does who has done photography work for Mass Live in sure. the past, and does a lot of stuff for the uh, the Westfield, the We Love Westfield community forum. Right, and uh, and he said, and I and I said, and he said he men mentioned something about the fake name thing. Because I said, can I give you a different name? <laughs> and then he goes, and I said, I said, let me ask you something. How did that ever slip by? You know, like not just once, but four times. <laughs> and he's like, you know, uh, 
they warned me at one some event that he was at. Uh, if somebody, <laughs> if somebody gives you a name, like they didn't, like they still didn't even know it was me. Like they don't even know what my real name is. Right. But they're like, if somebody gives you a name, and then the person next to them goes. <laughs> Don't put the fake name down. Oh, come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. That's uh, half the fun. Yeah, D- uh, Dick goes in you. Uh, Barry McAuchener was yeah, the other one. Yeah, that's a good one. And then sure. uh, I think there was another one, and I can't remember. Uh, you know what it is? They spelled my name wrong. Right. Like, they put Dick Nagel. Like they, that that was one of them. It was Dick Nagel. <laughs> but, but, even, yeah. but even that is that's good enough. That's funnier, too. That's funny, yeah. too. Because everyone knows there's Nagel, and he's going by the name Dick, which, yeah. quite frankly, was as comical as anything else. And we haven't been out really anywhere uh, well, lately, no. lately uh, within the last couple of years because of this whole lockdown thing. So we haven't had the opportunity. But I think uh, they spent a lot of time in quarantine figuring out that I'm the guy that gives the bad name. <laughs> Don't take bad names from this guy. So maybe I'll do that at the ball this weekend. There you go. Day 24 with Max O'Brien and Steve Nagel on Rock 102. Are you looking for some good news? Hazen has it. Are you looking to join? 833 with Max and O'Brien at Rock 102. It's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. No, you mean Hugh Jorgen. Hugh Jorgen. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, local radio icon you uh, Jorgen. You Jorgen. What's your choice? We're going to news today. <laughs> no, see, you're playing British music. I was trying to do German stuff. Oh, I don't have any German music uh, ready to go. Oh, you just need to, you know, sound like you're killing a goat. And it's, uh, there you go. Who shoots on Here's something we will not get to in Hollywood trash. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting there, Hugh. Uh, Terrence Wilson, one of the founding members of the British reggae band UB40, has died at the age of 64 after a short illness. Astro. Astro. That was his nickname, Astro. Really? Yes, like the dog on, on, uh, on uh, the Jetsons. How do you know so much about uh, British reggae band UB40? Because well, UB40 is a uh, uh, reggae and ska band. I uh, sometimes play those guys on my Sunday night show, Backseat's Musical Funback. You do uh, Red Red Wine? No, I won't do that one no. because that is the biggest turd of their career. You do, uh, what's, it's not Unchained Melody. What's the other one? I Can't Help Falling in Love with You. Uh, they did that one. Yeah. They did, uh, they did uh, I Want You, Babe. I Want, oh. They did that with Chrissy Hine from uh, The Pretenders. See, I mixed them up with. Uh, Fine Young Cannibals, for some reason. Totally different all, band. But they all came out around the same, you know, uh, ex- exploded on the music scene around the same time. Fine Young Cannibals came out of a different band, the English Beat. Uh-huh. They were the, the like contemporaries of UB40 when they first started. Yeah. That's yeah. some good stuff, man. We I love that stuff. They don't, have, they don't make music like they make like that anymore. They, well, they do because they actually they, they do. But it, yeah. UB40. Well, the uh, we are absolutely devastated and completely heartbroken to have to tell you that our beloved Astro has uh, passed away today after a very short illness. The world will never be the same without him, the group said in a statement on Twitter late Sunday night. So I'll be uh, sure to be playing them on Sunday during Maxie's musical fun back. Are you going to play Red Red Wine? I am not. Like I told you, that is a horrible... That First of all, that's a, a Neil Diamond song. And uh, it's a song that they are most known for. But I hate that version. Of that of that song, and I like UB40. That's got the a only bunch ver- of great songs, and that's the one people are going to remember him for. That's the only version I know. 
is theirs. I didn't know Neil Diamond wrote that. Oh, yeah. That's I mean, a- I knew that there was another artist that sang it because it wasn't even Neil Diamond that sang it, right? Wasn't it? Uh, no, he, uh, he he did that one. He did? Yeah. Let me, uh, let me, let me call that one up for you. Um, um, let's see if I can get the original here. Okay. Uh, it, it may We may have a... Oh, yeah, there's a commercial for five seconds. You just hold on with... Just bear with five me. Five seconds of a commercial? Yeah. There we go. Okay, oh, here we go. Oh, yeah. Red, red wine Go to my See, I can't even call it a great Neil Diamond song. Ugh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It makes you want to drink bourbon, not wine. It does. Red, red wine. Oh, oh, my God. God. What an Jesus. incredible piece Terrible. of crap. See what I told you? And then, you know, UB40 did it, and everyone says, Oh, my God, I can't believe they did that song. How wonderful. Not even realizing it's a Neil Diamond song. And then it's like, you know, to me, it's like, of all the great songs that band did, that was not one of them. But yet, that's their biggest hit. Go figure uh, that. I can't figure any of that I stuff know. out. Uh, Hadley finally got to hold their Halloween trunk or treat Friday evening. So, so soon? soon? <laughs> the event was postponed <laughs> last week due to inclement weather. <laughs> I just said, it's like, you. why would you celebrate a Halloween event more than seven days after Halloween? Uh, I don't know. It's like you missed your opportunity. Well, it's like it, it was you, only six days after Halloween or five days. It's I don't still, know. it's like like it'd be like celebrating Christmas on February third. Like, what's the point? You missed it. Well, I mean, uh, my friends and I used to we used to hold a friendsgiving thing, you know, before the whole COVID thing happened. Sure, uh, where you have uh, friendsgiving between the actual Thanksgiving and Christmas. Yeah, but that's an opportunity to get together with friends. You could call it anything. That's just a clever name of, of, of a thing. This is a Halloween celebration almost a week after Halloween. The event was postponed last week due to inclement weather. Those who attended were welcomed with plenty of candy and Halloween cheer. Uh, we mainly do this to see all the joy in the families. It's not just the kids and uh, the parents enjoy coming out as well. And it also brings out joy to all the attendees at the event. Listen, uh, I hate to tell you, whoever the that person was that said that uh, you clearly have not taken children to a trick or trunk or treat event. Yeah, it's not all about joy. No, it's not all about joy. It's about uh, your costumes falling down. Uh, no. Why can't you keep up? Uh, why well, can't you be more like your brother? What the hell is wrong with you? How come they're not giving candy out that I like? You sons of yeah. Yeah, all I got was Necco wafers. That sucks. Although uh, the one uh, I went to uh, the. Friday before Halloween in uh, in South Hadley, yeah, was at the Beers and Story Funeral Home, which I thought was a great place to hold a trunk or treat event. Yeah, you're gonna be uh, you're gonna be scary. You hold it at a funeral home. Did they uh, bring you down to the preparation rooms? Because that's really creepy. No, they did. it was outside in the parking lot. Oh yeah. See, that would have been cool. Here, here's where we embalm all the bodies. Yeah, right. You know when your uh, when your nana died last week, this is what we do to her. We uh, we undress her completely, and then we shove this needle into her, and we drain all the blood from her body. Yeah, when, it's a great field trip for a kid. It really is. It scares the living bejesus out of kids forever. I uh, used to live above a funeral home. I, I told yeah. you that, right? Uh, yes, you did. So I lived above a funeral home, and uh, the uh, the family that owned it uh, owned a couple of locations, and the one that I lived above, the uh, preparation room was no longer 
OSHA compliant. Oh. So it's like old-fashioned funeral preparation. So it looked like a real gross lab with yeah. just, it was the creep. It was the creepiest room. But you had to go through it to go from the garage inside to the building. Yeah. So I'd go through this thing every single day like and, and, and go to work like in the middle of the night. Yeah. And, and, and that's what it was. And it was like the creepiest thing ever. But if you were going to throw a Halloween party, Oh, man, that's that's the room to do it. That is the way to go. Oh, my God. Uh, I mean, open up. You might, like, open up the drawers where the the stiffs are, and there they are. Like, boo! Oh, my God. You you would damage a kid for life if you could do something like that. Man, that sounds like a great time. I'm telling you. I should should take the kids one day. What better way is there to celebrate (laughs) Halloween than to, uh, I don't know, Fill a kid uh, with a lifetime of repressed memories. I uh, I took a, and sugar. I took a sociology class at HCC years ago. Yeah, the sociology of death and dying. And that had ho- to be a lot of laughs. It was hosted. It was uh, hosted. I say hosted because it was kind of like a show. Cool. There was a really quirky professor. His name was Larry Levitt, and he, <laughs> that's a great name for a guy who's talking about death. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because he was a little animated about it. Sure. Like he was almost kind of like way too into it a little bit. And then he took us on a on a field trip. Well, we all met, you know, because we're sure, you know, your college yeah. students. Hey, meet us at this place, right up here at the funeral home at the corner here. What Forest Aries? Forest Aries, yeah. yeah. And uh, we got to tour the most of the place. They wouldn't show us any dead bodies. I think. Yeah, you gotta be you gotta be special to do that. Well, I think it was a slow week. Could be. Yeah, it wasn't. Uh, you know, they had just moved out the last body of the day. Yeah. Uh, but that was very interesting. It's it's actually a very interesting process of how that whole thing works. Oh, it's it's you absolutely know. fascinating. If you know you don't, you know you aren't quick to vomit. You know it's gonna make you really gross. Well, it makes it really gross. But the aspect, like to hear all the aspects of how a funeral home works, it's not just you know like this is a place where bodies are prepared, but there's also a business aspect to it too. Oh, it's all can- business. I there was a funeral home down at uh, when I was cleaning out my uh, my mother's house. Right. My dad used to collect all these like little uh, trinkets, you know the um, like tchotchke stuff. You'd go, you know he'd go to like a state fair and he'd get like radio station keychains. He, he loved all this stuff. <laughs> okay. Even if he didn't listen to the radio station, he wanted a sticker or a keychain. Okay. He had these uh, these funeral home night lights. And oh, like, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, I remember that. Okay. Uh, interesting marketing tool. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, we had funeral home jar openers. Remember those like those rubber pads that you'd put on a jar and you just. Okay, that makes more sense. Yeah. But the, the nightlight. In the, oh, so you're getting up uh, to go pee in the middle of the night, and all you can see is the advertisement for the funeral home. Well, as you're making your way in to the In the middle bathroom. of the night. Yeah. yeah. No kind of, it's kind of creepy. It's, yeah. Well, back then, that's really you know they didn't really have real top premium items to give away. Nightlights about as good as you could get. Yeah, uh, but it was a very interesting field trip, uh, to, nonetheless. Yeah, to I'll go say. through the whole place. A uh, surveillance video showing a vehicle driving over a hundred miles per hour before the deadly crash was shown during a police news conference, urging drivers to slow down on Friday. According to a news release uh, from the Springfield Police, uh, spokesman Ryan Walsh said at around twelve forty a.m. on Tuesday. 
Officers were called to a two-car crash in the area of 300 Page Boulevard. Video from the Springfield Police Training Facility shows the vehicle traveling at a high rate of speed and passes a car on the right. The driver of that car was reportedly going 114 miles an hour. <laughs> Makes contact with the other vehicle, took out the wrought iron fence and the sign at the facility and crashed into a building. The adult man that was driving the vehicle died and a passenger was airlifted to Boston in serious condition. The driver of the second vehicle was the only occupant who was not, uh, who was not injured and stayed at the scene while the department's traffic unit investigated. Springfield Police Commissioner Cheryl Claprood, along with the mayor and uh, Captain Dave Martin with the Traffic Bureau, held a news conference on Friday after four deadly accidents happened last week in Springfield. The department uh, held several debriefings for officers due to the horrific incidents. According to Claprood, one was held Thursday with officers and firefighters for this crash because the officers told the commissioner it was the worst they have seen throughout their careers. Jesus. You imagine what that might I mean. For them to say that after all the things that these people have seen in the course of their careers, to have one that stands out to that degree, it had to be pretty freaking awful. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's really awful. Yeah, and uh, they're telling people to slow down. Yeah, there's no reason for you to ever have to drive 114 miles an hour. Unless you really want to get somewhere. Or really, really late. But even then, I strongly recommend not doing that. Or you're a state trooper on the mass pike that has to go to the bathroom at the barracks. Well, it's yes. the only time you can go 114 miles an hour. But even then, you shouldn't uh, necessarily. You probably should have gone before you left. Uh, bomb threats against at least seven universities have shaken students over the past three days as investigators work to determine where the calls came from and whether they are credible. Yale University evacuated 10 buildings Friday as New Haven and Yale police worked to determine the credibility of a call claiming 40 bombs had been placed around the campus. Students waited in limbo for five hours before officials allowed them to re-enter buildings, stating there was no validity to the threat. A pair of universities in Ohio faced similar threats the following day. Miami University in Oxford, Ohio. Miami in Ohio? Miami of Ohio. So the University of Miami is in Florida, and the Miami University is in Ohio. Yes. That makes a lot of sense. I've been there. <clears throat> Which one? Miami? Miami of Ohio. I've never been uh, to either. Did a road trip there. Almost got into a fist fight. Why? It's a very long story, and it's almost not even worth telling, other than to say uh, I was with a, a buddy of mine, he was dancing with a girl, and uh, her boyfriend showed up and wasn't happy that my friend was dancing with his girl. All right. And because we were there as a group of dudes, we almost got into a uh, into a big, giant rumble. But because we had gotten uh, this young kid uh, who was underage into the bar uh, to spend time with a bunch of football players he was hanging out with— mm -hmm. Once the football players realized something was going to go down, mm -hmm. they stood behind us. Yeah. And suddenly, uh, the fight was snuffed out. It never happened. This because sucks. the football players at Miami of Ohio, Division One football program, were able to, uh, to prevent what could have been a disastrous night. So nothing happened. Nothing happened. That's why I say I almost got into a rumble at cool. uh, some bar at Miami, Ohio. Cool story, Grandpa. Not that cool. I mean, if we had gotten into the actual fight and some of us got arrested, that's a story to tell. 
Uh, anyway, they evacuated dormitories in a dining hall Saturday afternoon while police searched the campus with a canine unit after a bomb threat. It was later found to be unsubstantiated. Hmm. Police at Ohio's University Athens campus investigated a similar threat, although police say there was no need to evacuate the campus as they did not believe the threat was credible. See, the unfortunate pieces with all these, uh, you know, ways to mask your IP address and make phone calls, it's so hard for them to track down who actually did this anymore. Yeah. It's not like the old phone company we could say, oh, well, even though they block their number on caller ID, you can still tell where the call is coming from. It's There's still so little payoff on a bomb threat. It's not worth it. It really isn't. It's really It's actually kind of a stupid thing to do. It's like remember a couple uh, like a couple years ago, two or three years ago, mm-hmm. they were doing it every like three or four days at, in uh, the high school of Palmer. Yeah, bomb threats all the time. One bomb bomb threat after another, and of course, what happens is you got to get all the kids out of the school to check to see if there's a bomb. And of course, there's no bomb, but you still got to go and and do your due diligence and make sure that uh, in fact there are no explosives. But yeah, it's like uh, it's it's stupid. Somebody uh, didn't want to go to calculus class apparently. There are other ways of getting on a calculus. Uh, in the endless search to find common ground among Americans, a recent poll asked, what do you primarily use your dishwasher for? Uh, to Believe it or not, we actually use it for the purpose of which it was intended. Well, the number one answer would, would be to wash dishes, you would think. Well, despite it being the top answer, only 60% of people primarily use their dishwasher for washing ditches. Dishes. So what's up with everyone else? 25% said they don't have a dishwasher. So those people should have probably gotten filtered out before they even did the stupid story in to begin with. Probably. 5% of people have a dishwasher but don't use it. 5% say they primarily use it as a rack to dry hand wash dishes. And what's the point of having the dishwasher? Yeah, you've got something that does the whole thing for you. And another 5% use it as an overflow cupboard to store kitchen items. That leaves around 1%, which just said other. I've heard that, too. But if you're using the dishwasher as uh, your cupboard for overflow stuff, yeah. then maybe you'd need to you know, scale things back a little bit. They used to, um, uh, whatchamacallit, um, have these things you put your, like, if you wanted to wash your hat. Oh, oh yeah, like, yeah. Like, it was like, like a sports cap. It, it was like a little plastic cage for yeah. your hat. And yeah. then you put the... But really, you want to wash your hat in the dishes? I would think you'd get, like, all kinds of food stuff all over your hat. Well, uh, if you were anything like me growing up, your dad came up with many different uses for a dishwasher, including a urinal. Dude has to go. Besides, it's all pipes. Is it really all pipes? In theory, yes, it's all pipes. It's got to drain somewhere. Those were the dishes, even though they were washed about a dozen times afterwards, were the dishes that I wind up uh, throwing away. Were they dirty dishes or clean dishes? Well, they were dirty dishes when he did it. Right. How often, how many times do you have to wash to make sure that uh, you... There's no remnants of dad anywhere, no dad DNA anywhere. I get it. I get it that it was probably clean after the first wash. It's just the idea that somebody did that. It's a psychological thing. And the fact that my brother and I witnessed the entire thing. Did you try to stop him? Uh, Yeah. It was a big, like, what the hell are you doing? And it was... What do you think he meant by that? 
Uh, I don't know. It was like uh, he was like animal on the uh, Muppets. <laughs> Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today. It is going to be uh, nice, mostly sunny for the high of 61 tomorrow. More of the same with the high of 63. It's 36 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. When you run a business, setbacks change everything. 